Welcome to the Contractor Success Map Podcast. I'm your host, Bradley Hart, and I'm an expert on how you can get the most out of your contracting company. The reason I designed this show is to help you turn your contracting company from a people-dependent money pit into a process-dependent cash cow to have the freedom you dreamed of when you start your business. Every Friday, we're releasing podcasts with information to help you get the most out of your contracting company. Be sure to join us at www.contractorsuccessmap.com and subscribe to receive our latest articles and special offers. And the best part, it's all free, just for you. Hello everyone, thank you for joining me. My name is Randall Hart. I'm your host here at the Contracted Success Map Podcast. And today we have a special treat. We have a, a guest person on, on the line today. His name is Brian Javelin. Brian is a serial entrepreneur who is president and co-founder of My Online Toolbox. Now, if you're a contractor, you may have seen that. It is the number one online marketing and website SEO education series for our industry. In addition to the educational classes, they offer strategic marketing planning to clearly define your goals with an emphasis toward online objectives. Brian's, Brian's first business was software for the apparel industry that became an IBM success story. His previous venture, before My Online Toolbox, went from concept to just under 20,000 users. Yes, you heard me right, 20,000 users. Before he sold his interest to form My Online Toolbox. Brian then obtained a handful of investors to help create My Online Toolbox in a few short years and has become the leading force in helping contractors get more quality leads. So Brian, let me ask you, uh, how did you transition from software to contractors to be able to be in the leading marketing, education, and website SEO for the industry? Well, thank you, Randall, for having me join you, first of all. And that answer is actually one, uh, is a real surprise even to myself because when we started my online toolbox and entered the industry, we entered the industry targeting software in general, uh, estimating, invoicing, and collections. And what we saw at the time of the foundation of My Online Toolbox was all of the leading software companies that were targeting this industry happened to be Windows-based, server-based solutions. We saw the evolution of the Internet and realized that with all of the mobility of the average contractor, that it would be perfect to have an online application that would target all of the basic functions of a company that is never in the same place at the same time. So they might be in the office working, they might be at home working, or they might be on the road working. So we created an application. We made it very simple. We targeted a lot of the weaknesses that other Windows-based competitors uh, could not challenge, and such as the mobility. And what we realized was, was that this was going to be easy if we target the industry based on differentiation. And I'll get to the differentiation uh, later when it comes to marketing. But everything about My Online Toolbox entered the market, not based on who was better or who was worse or who was bigger and who was smaller, but what made us different, mm. period. Mm -hmm. And when we created the application and released it, we grew very quietly because we were targeting only the generation that already embraced the internet within their social life. So as we targeted those people and we showed up, by the time anybody even knew 
that we were a competitor of theirs, we already had thousands of customers. And then, of course, immediately came the traditional questions or comments from various people in the industry like, hey, I've never heard of you. And we would say, great, we haven't heard of you. <laughs> we weren't looking to know of you either. So it caught them off guard because we were growing kind of like LinkedIn, uh, a hybrid of LinkedIn and QuickBooks, where most people use LinkedIn, at least business professionals will be on there with a profile or Facebook, but you never got a phone call from a Facebook sales rep to try the product or a LinkedIn product. So what we did was we embedded certain social sharing capabilities that are common inside of the business, such as a general contractor sending a work order to a subcontractor. Well, when that general contractor would send a, uh, a, an estimate or a work order to a sub, they would get two things. They would get the actual work order, but they would also get simultaneously an invite to use the very application that they were already benefiting from. Brilliant. So we were growing in the field, and this is one of maybe dozens of individual comments that I could make about the growth of the software, but I actually rather deviate onto why everybody's really listening to me today, which is the, the opportunities to generate more quality business. So as we had these thousands of clients repetitively at the time, we were looking at the details of the business, uh, the, the businesses that were using our product and finding companies as little as startups to companies that were just 10,000, 100,000, a half million dollars a year to other companies that were million dollars a year. And what was amazing was the sheer number of people that had uh, ABC remodeling at hotmail.com, you know, uh, Joey's remodeling or Joey's handyman services at, you know, MSN and all those different, or, you know, AOL.com and all the different permutations. And one by one, I would talk to people and just randomly in the midst of a business conversation about something that they wanted the software to do, they would, I would say, listen, you got to get yourself a website. You can't run your entire life towards, you know, the, at, at the, you know, at hotmail.com. So time went by and we kept repeating it over and over and over again. And then over a period of time, certain clients started to call me and start to say things such as, Hey, Brian, or Hey, my online toolbox. Uh, we finally got the website to shut you up, like that type of commentary. <laughs> and, yeah, and I would say to them, well, first of all, two separate issues. Number one, you're not doing it to shut me up. You're doing it uh, to move your business forward. And to be fair, I was always thinking of it from a more of a, a future technical perspective that since I got so much business online, I could not at the time express strong enough to people how easy it is to change your life with an online uh, presence. So I would tell these clients, look, first, you're not shutting me up. You're doing what is right to simply grow. And selfishly, the more opportunities you get, I'm going to benefit on the back end. And very similar to you, Randall, with your clients, the more opportunities I help them generate better business, mm -hmm. everybody benefits on the back end. So I would tell people, if you're eventually going out of business, you will not use my software indefinitely because you're going out of business you don't know it yet but you will and so i'm actually selfishly helping you grow your business by pushing you in the right direction and also simultaneously securing my future revenue source because you're going to either be staying in business or growing hopefully and they would get the websites and then say well what do you think and that became the slow transition to why i'm here today 
that as I would look at their sites, I would go, oh, you know, it's nice sometimes, but it wasn't designed to generate business. And when I would make a comment to somebody who spent whatever they spent on their new website, they would say various different words to me, but it would basically come down to what, what the heck do you mean that it's going to generate business? And I would passively make a comment, whatever the comment may be about a weakness on how their site was designed. And as I would guide them, the next thing they would say is, oh, I wish I would have known that. Um, do you mind me asking another question? In the beginning, it was easy for me to do. But in a short amount of time, I literally, out of the thousands of software clients we had, I literally had hundreds of people that were asking me opinions about how to position their website, how to fix their website, what did they do wrong, uh, that type of thing, and then further explanations. And I simply couldn't do it passively, so I started to make up a rate that was commensurate with what my value is to running my online toolbox. And what caught me off guard was I would tell people, I don't mind helping you with this, but it is a big distraction on my main responsibility for what I do, so I need to be compensated appropriately. And it was a rather high rate, and one by one, people said, okay. Well, right when I started to question it, I was approaching just under 200 consulting clients paying an hourly fee for a service that is not posted on my website. Hmm. So when I started to talk to other people, my employees, my partners, my investors, everybody said, you know, something's wrong here. These people are willing to pay you more um, with ambition for a service that is not on your website compared to the software that you're promoting and you're working harder with less emotion on the software side. So all of a sudden I thought about it and I started to talk to people and one of my clients made a comment and he just passively said, you know, Brian, what I like talking to you about versus the website guy I'm working with um, is that you're like, kind of like Rosetta Stone. And I made a joke to him, and I said, what do you mean? And Rosetta Stone, he says, well, I'm actually learning a language, and it's not easy to do with the recording. And he says, but the way they do it for the language that I'm trying to learn, you're doing the same thing but teaching me about the importance of the topic while simultaneously giving me just enough firepower to be able to do something about it. And my light bulb came off, and I just said to him, can you give me an example of something I've said to you that I couldn't even recall that was your aha moment? And he did. And one by one, I started to talk to my clients, and after I hit, I used this number, and I will continue to use it forever, after I had 112 people, consulting clients, give me opinions of their little individual aha moments, it took me about seven months, and I packaged the, the first of the series of a basic marketing and website SEO stands for search engine optimization uh, series and I created the package it started to sell and now I was able to offset consulting where I didn't have to offer consulting anymore anybody knew who asked me to hey do you mind showing me a few things I said no I, I don't have the time I apologize but I do have a perfectly formatted class specific to this industry it starts to sell I now go back to staying focused on the software side. I don't think I went 30 days, maybe 60, give or take. It was a very short amount of time when the class started selling, and people were sending me uh, testimonials and simultaneously saying, finish the class, uh, what's the next class? Wow. And I didn't have a next class. There was just the enough to offset me not talking anymore 
repetitively because having 200 paid consulting people, it just becomes a point that you could only, you know, your bandwidth can only mm-hmm. go so far. So I started to ask those people that were taking the classes, well, when you took the class, what, what was missing that you wish I would have talked about that to, to, to expand upon it, to, to create, you know, an advanced class or whatever the title was at the time, I didn't have a name. Now it's the advanced class. And one person said, well, you taught me so much about my website, but you didn't say one word about Facebook. Oh, good point. So I wrote down Facebook. The next person said, oh, it's really great. I just wish you would have told me something about uh, reviews and the impact of a website. Oh, good point. What about uh, YouTube? And, and on and on and on. So then I got a whole bunch of input again and created the advanced class series. Uh, the beauty of both the basic and the advanced class was none of it was designed by my just waking up in the morning and coming up with what I wanted to project it was based on what the industry wanted and could learn and could do something about. So when you hear or someone researches me and they see all these people giving us uh, you know, great reviews about what the product is and what the results are, it's kind of self-imposed because we just delivered what the industry was demanding. Wonderful. I love this. And, and then it grew. I'll wait for maybe to go a little bit further with the marketing planning, but that was the transition where all of a sudden – we saw this overriding interest towards people having a complete uh, lack of education in marketing in general, and they had even a further lack of education when it came to the online world and the opportunities that are in front of them. So we realized that, one, it's better business to be where everybody's excited to be in the software side, even though I was looking, I was happy to enter the industry this way. Actually, in a few months from now, will be the closing of the software for good. It's actually all over our website where after having more than 4,000 people using the software, we went through a just over two-year period of first no longer selling the software, then another year of no longer developing it, and then this was the final year, 2017 to 2018, where we would no longer allow people to renew. So as of December of this year, 2018, the original creation of why my online toolbox entered this industry will no longer be there, and it's going to be 101% replaced with everything to do with the uh, objective of helping people get more quality leads with a focus towards their online objectives. That is that is wonderful. That is fantastic. It sounds like you've really built something that is, is so needed. I mean, we hear this all the time. The contractor is always telling us we can do the work if we can just get the leads. Well, let me ask you this, Brian. What do you see is the biggest challenge for contractors? Well, one of the big, well, there's many. And one of the challenges that always are coming up is first to understand that they need to embrace marketing as a strategic part of their future uh, client acquisition. So many in general kind of just wake up in the morning and simply go whichever way the wind blows. And what happens is, is that, and it's, it's like me, I've gone through a period of a transition where in the beginning I was getting an unbelievable number of people saying, hey, do you do websites, as an example. Sure. And the website to me is a result of marketing. 
it doesn't mean just because we create a website that the world changes overnight. So I take a step back and tell people all you have to do is realize marketing principles, not a lot, just a handful, can literally change the direction you're going because it's the direction you are forming for yourself. If we just both wake up in the morning and say, I want to do marketing versus I want to do marketing for the construction industry and to even be clearer, I want to do marketing for the construction in the residential and commercial building uh, prospects, but not skyscrapers, just, right. you know, build outs and stuff like that. I have to literally draw a map of what do I want. And once I see clearly what I want, I begin to target it. So when people call me up, they fit my mold. I don't want to just have every random person calling me to say, do you do marketing? And then we get into a whole getting to know you conversation for 15 minutes to 30 minutes to find out he was not even close. It still happens to me, but the volume of that is so limited Mm -hmm. compared to only because I target what I want, not I don't let the random industry guide me into different directions of what they would like, because if it's not going to be profitable for me, there's no reason for me to chase it or or take it. Right. And so – it all begins with just embracing marketing. And once a contractor or a service provider, remodeler, new construction, home builder just wakes up and says, I really don't know marketing. It sounds like a word, but did I ever really take a class? Did I ever really just get the basics understood? Uh, or is it just a phrase? If they are looking at it passively, they won't be successful long term. If they realize that marketing sits in front of the business, and unfortunately, it takes three months to one year for uh, for your efforts to make an impact, not not just a quick decision. And by five o'clock today, do things change? Once they embrace it and and realize they could project where they're going by simply creating a simplistic roadmap from point A to point B, there might be some turns left and right and going slightly different permutations, but having a general roadmap to where you want to go allows you to go into that direction. If there is no roadmap, it's better just to go into the ocean, put up a sail, and see which way the wind brings you. Oh, that's terrible. You know? Yeah, it's <laughs> I'm true. serious. It's true. Yeah. And, and then what happens is the same thing as another challenge is, is to realize is that um, regardless of who does the programming, whether they do it themselves, whether they have a family member do it, or whether they even um, – hire another company, there is a small set that sits on their shoulders of participation, and that is a major differentiator towards success or failure. In in long-term marketing objectives, I have seen people say, hey, Brian, you don't understand. I have absolutely no time, period. So I just want to pay somebody. The reality is, is that even though other people will pitch that and say, absolutely no problem. I don't mind charging you five grand, 10 grand, 20 grand, whatever the number is that they're going to say to do it. Mm-hmm. They can give me $100,000. If I don't have the participation of the owner expressing to me exactly what does he want to do, exactly where does he want to do it, show me some pictures of who his team is. Show me some pictures of your best job. Get me some customer reviews. You don't want me just randomly making it up because I could easily make mistakes, and I'll give some examples in a moment, easily make mistakes that if you're not paying attention to it and I brand you the way I perceive you are without your input, all of a sudden this stuff starts to propagate, and six months to two years later you wake up going, hey, I'm getting the weirdest leads or I get no leads, and you don't realize that the person that was listening to you was creating an image 
based on their perception. And if they haven't been ingrained in this industry, their perception of you will be many times distorted. And I could give a great example. I have a somebody I spoke to recently, and I just asked them how long you've been doing basements. And he said to me, uh, never. And I go, that's a good question then. And he goes, I don't understand. I go, well, you have basement remodeling embedded all over your website. So number one, there are people who may find you for something you don't do, number one. And number two, even if that event doesn't happen, inadvertently, because there's so much weight on your site geared toward this particular topic, unfortunately, it's diminishing the content of the other things you do. So I'm just making it up. Kitchens, bathrooms, and basements. If it's kitchens, uh, bathrooms, and basements, kitchens and bathrooms represent 66% of what you do, Right. at least to Google. Mm -hmm. If you don't do basements and it was only kitchens and bathrooms, now it's 100% of what you do. But that difference, when it comes to Google comparing you and your competitors, may be the difference of why you're on page 5 through 10 and everybody else is on page 1 through 4. Oh, my gosh. What? You know? Yes. The light bulb and, just went and, on. Correct. And then, and so the other last thing is to make sure that the goal is not to quickly get ro- leads rolling where if somebody wakes up and says, hey, you know, Brian, I, I need to get business going. I, I need, you know, quick, quick, quick. How fast can we get this going for leads? <laughs> if that's what's on your mind, the quality for your future is being diminished exponentially. Yes, yes. And I, there's so many things I could show somebody that either I could trick them. I don't want to, but I could. But the, the website companies, when they're pressured to do the quick deliverable because the boss said it must be done by you know this recording for someone who may be listening to this in the future, let's just call it the end of the month. So you call up on it, you know, the first of the month and say, can you do this in 30 days? If somebody says yes without knowing about your business, without knowing about the, the pros and cons of what's in your arsenal and doesn't know what you're up against with the competition, if they said yes without knowing that, it's such a disservice to the contractor long-term because he's going to pay somebody, he's going to brag and show everybody his new website, and somewhere between three months and two years later, he's going to go, yeah, it just really never, it never made that impact I was shooting for, but now you lost something more valuable than money. You lost time. Right, right, right. And, and those are those challenges that are really all philosophical. There's not a lot of big money here. That's what I like to make sure that even though I just spoke for approximately 10 minutes to answer the question, it's really not a financial challenge. It's a mental challenge. Can we get past just understanding its marketing, planning for where we're going? If you want to do it quickly, you're not going to get there. You might feel you're getting there, but you won't. And then number two, preparing to, once you even know what your vision is or where you're going, that you do it correctly. You get that into your blood and just realize how limited of an effort needs to be done, but in the head, the money is just irrelevant because of that life is going to be changing for years upon years of good quality leads because you packaged yourself to be able to capture that. However, it is my challenge where people, getting people to just take a moment to plan where they're going a couple of months out is the overriding challenge, and all I do is try to minimize it through the education and the planning, and mm-hmm. once somebody is realizing and embraces that this is what it is, a mental state of mind, I, you know, most of the contractors traditionally, not all, many of them entered the field directly from high school. 
They didn't mm-hmm. go to college to create their businesses. But, the, but, but if they take a step back and say, make believe you did, forget about what business you're in today. Whether you're a remodeler, a handyman, painter, roofer, floor, it really doesn't matter. Skip all that and say, I'm going back now to college to just get a degree in business. Don't know what business I'm going to be in, but I'm getting a degree in business. They will spend one to two semesters learning various different marketing philosophies because after they're done with their MBA for two to four years of education, the marketing side was helping them prepare for where they wanted to be after they were done with the the entire curriculum (laughs) to get the degree. And so now, you know, these guys, they've entered the market. They're They're already in business, but they never really planned on the topic. So a lot of them are successful. They're really, really good at what they do. And I actually can't emphasize the really, really strong enough. They're really good at what they do. They're great at their craft. They're great at the building. They're great at dealing with the problems but they're backing into the running of the business. Once they back into the running of the business and deal with you, like on all the financial related topics and money topics, in front of that comes the plan of where do they want it to be in the first place. Many of them are already there. They're already at where they are. Many of them became a victim of opportunity, a victim of uh, referrals because they knew a guy, you know, got their first jobs of a friend of a friend type of thing. Mm-hmm. And they kind of grew based on the, their, their local connected network. But they didn't wake up in the morning and say, hey, I'm going to build a business. Let me write down what do I want to build this business. And line by line, this is what the goal is going to be. Right. That is so, so important. You, you nailed it. This is probably one of the best descriptions of what marketing is that I've heard in a long time. This is great. And you're absolutely right. And we tell our contractors all the time, it's it's math. Marketing, accounting, production. Marketing is the most important thing of any business. Because otherwise, it's sort of like winking at a pretty girl in the dark. You know you're doing it, but nobody else does. So marketing is so key. I love how you put that, Brian. It was fantastic. Let me ask you another question. How big of an opportunity is this for contractors? You know, missing quality leads to their own website. And and be for real. Well, here's what I tell people is it's ridiculously large because when you get a company, and and I don't like to, I try to stay away from name specific names because this is public uh, recently two uh, companies merged home advisor a popular lead generation company purchased angie's list another popular most contractors don't even realize by the way that it's the same service so they sign up for angie's list uh, uh whichever order it may be maybe they signed up for angie's list and somewhere between three months and maybe a year later somebody from home advisor calls them up most contractors don't realize the very person calling from the other firm is associated with the first firm that they're doing business with. That's right. So they might say, hey, how are you doing with your lead generation? It's a great way to have you know, a husband and wife calling the same customer, but they don't realize that they're the same person, <laughs> same business. <laughs> and so they benefit from, no, I'm really happy. Okay, great. We got to go. Um, no, I'm really not happy. Really? Well, maybe we could give you a deal. Oh, no. <laughs> right? They're looking at everything. They see how they spend. They see everything, and the per- the average contractor doesn't know. But putting all of that aside, mm-hmm. how that uh, you know, and again, they changed their model, so it's hard. I don't want this recording to be like this is all written in stone about how they operate on the back end. But the reality is, when two businesses are owned by the same company, you could bet 
for efficiency reasons that they're sharing information. Oh, yes. Why, why wouldn't they? But Absolutely. here's the key, the bigger point. When one company buys another company for $500 million, and that's the number, by the way, so if they look it up, they could just say Home Advisor acquires Angie's List. Mm-hmm. Think about the number of $500 million and try to think about how much money you need to generate in sales from that acquisition to make it be valuable to 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 warrant the purchase. Right, right, yes, and, yes. And where do they make their money? Selling leads and advertising to contractors. Why? To get leads. So when two companies are joining forces, at just two, and there's many others to talk about, but just using that as an example, when two people do that, think about the sheer volume of activity that is out there that they say, my God, this is easy pickings, not because of the number of consumers that are out there looking, but the lack of number of contractors that are raising their hand to take the opportunity. So it goes to a lead gen company because the average contractor doesn't say, hey, come to me. That's true. My business model is not threatened until that model of Home Advisor, Angie's List, and a few other guys just disappears. I'm talking disappears like a rotary phone, no longer being part of the conversation. (laughs) My model has literally five to seven years minimum to go. So I wake up in the morning and just say, oh, look at them. That company generated another billion dollars in sales to contractors. Great. Another five years on the horizon for my online toolbox minimum. Yes, yes. And and here's the thing. I using that one analogy as an example towards the opportunities for my online toolbox, we traditionally benefit, unfortunately, after somebody has blown a ton of money and lost a lot of time on lead generation first before marketing themselves. So I literally, unfortunately, do get a tremendous amount of business from people after they feel they've spent too much money, after they feel they didn't quote-unquote get what they want or they got too many quote-unquote bad leads for a certain price. And unfortunately, that circumstance creates an environment where people are more receptive to listening to what they should have listened to in the, in the beginning. No, that makes sense. So, so what we're saying here is lead generation is just a, a part of marketing, but you can be a renter or an owner, so it sounds like you can rent leads from the lead generation, or you can own a marketing system that will generate leads on a regular basis. That's correct. And, and keep in mind, for anyone listening to this, I always use, there's a handful of motivational topics that I give contractors to think about marketing in general. But whenever you look on TV and you see those commercials, you know, need a handyman, need a painter, need a plumber, that type of thing. Mm-hmm. Try to think about why is that on the TV, but you don't see need a lawyer, need an accountant like you, need you know a, a, right. need uh, need need a dentist. Why? And let me tell you something. This is a real important topic to, for the contractors to understand. The vast majority of all those people, the accountants, the lawyers, the doctors, they're not smarter than any one contractor. However, in order for them to get into their market of what they do, they had to take business classes. And they probably even took it with a little bit of resistance because they really wanted to be a dentist. They wanted to be a doctor. They wanted to be a lawyer. They wanted to be whatever. However, in order to get their degree, they had to take a few business classes. And guess what was thrown in 
to those business classes, marketing 101 and maybe 102 before they got frustrated and said, no, 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 I want to be a dentist. That's where I want to focus. So now they create a little office, just like a contractor, and somewhere in their mind, they're ingrained, oh, I got to get a website. I got to do some marketing. And they're just motivated to go into the same direction that the contractor needed to go, except the contractor didn't have the motivation or, or the guidance to go. And that's me. Oh, that makes so much sense. Uh, a question, Brian. Were, were you watching me in the 70s when I was in my first degree in accounting in my class? Were you my classmate? Because that's exactly what I did. <laughs> No. <laughs> Marketing, I thought, what a waste of time. Okay. And it didn't happen until I actually opened a couple of businesses that all of a sudden it's like a two by four across the head. Hey, marketing is where it's at. That's the first thing. Because anybody can do accounting or you know construction, do it really well. But all of a sudden, I mean, like a ton of bricks, I, I thought back on those classes in marketing. And you were 100% right at the time. Didn't need it. Afterwards, um, I've taken several classes uh, on, in seminars over the years. It is so true. Well, now this this leads me to segue. I, I just came across another question, which kind of segues into the situation, but to marketing. I have looked at your website, and frankly, there's a tremendous number of reviews on your website. So, what is your secret? Well, the first thing is is that. All of those people, and the funny part is, yes, there's, I think, about 100 on that site, uh, on my page, but there's actually many more that haven't been posted yet. And the big thing about this, first of all, I'm happy, is any person listening to this, that happens to be among uh, my review page, happens to be among my top three or four pages that people visit, but it's the review page happens to be the most lengthy amount of time people spend because what they tend to do is look at the contractors and kind of try to find people like them. It's, it's like they just need that motivational push to be like, oh, that guy, he sounds just like me. He started, his starting point is just like me. And what happens is, is that during the process of their education, I explain to people that if we help you have this a magical stargate where you go through and you have a transformation that you start to see your life in a different way because you're for the first time honestly projecting where you want to go as far as your target customer and all of a sudden you see that crystal or maybe you see it crystal and you now have a better idea how to do it or even better is you actually got to the point that the education minimized the uh, uh, intimidation, the education gave you enough firepower to do something about it, and matter of fact, you're seeing results. I go, if you can't give me or my company a review, you are now doing the same thing where you're minimizing the impact of consumer validation, and you're not going to be motivated to get your customers to give it to you. So those people are just believing in something to a point that when you go to their websites and see how good they're doing, they knew to first make sure to say thank you to me, because if you're not going to say thank you to me, why should your customers say thank you to you? Oh, that is a powerful insight. Oh, my gosh. Right? And, and, and I guide them, so, and I remind them, uh, you don't have to send me anything. I don't need more reviews. Uh, I'm 
inundated with positive reviews. But I tell people, I went, now there's 100 online. I plan to be happy again when there's 500 online or 1,000 online or whatever the number may be because, first of all, out of the million-plus contractors, give or take, depending on who you're talking to out there, that I could target, once I get to 10,000, I'll be a happy camper <laughs> as far as, you know, because I'm not shooting for the industry. I'm not shooting for every guy out there who's a good contractor. I am shoot or girl, by the way, I don't want to alienate because uh, I actually have a many, many uh, women, you know, office workers, wives, girlfriends, <laughs> daughters that are working with their, their families. But mm-hmm. I am shooting for the Lexus, the Lamborghini, the Ferrari, the BMW uh, types of business people in the services. So even if you're a handyman, I have some handy. I'm just using that, and I don't mean it in a, in a derogatory way. Mm-hmm. A handyman versus a remodeler versus a new home builder. You got three levels of a different type of quote unquote contractor. I tell the handyman, bottom line, you could still be the Lexus of handymen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Don't target, don't title yourself as a handyman, therefore you need to be the cheapest. You could be the Lexus of handyman, and you are so good, you are, period, worth this extra money based on these type of target clients, they will pay a little bit more. They will usually pay on time or quicker than the other person who uh, minimizes the value of a handyman and set yourself up to say when you need a responsible business person who looks to have a great relationship and is a handyman, people don't mind paying because they've already stereotyped the industry on a negative side. So Mm -hmm. stand out, look different, and people will pay the price, and you'll be happy with your career. Brian, you're, you're so right. Can I interject something just briefly? Uh, yes. As, as an accountant, uh, we, we have, you know, hundreds of clients across the USA, and they're all contractors, handymen, trade contractors, builders, some commercial TI. I am amazed, and I saw this pattern about, I don't know, maybe 15, 20 years ago, and it was kind of, it's a head-scratcher. We see the handyman contractor, as a rule of thumb, has more cash flow higher percentage of profit so not a not a big top line but a big bottom line they are a good handyman actually we have quite a few of them that work one or two people and believe me when i tell you this i'm very cautious about this but we have a lot of handyman that are making over seventy-five thousand, over a hundred thousand a year handyman business if it's run correctly it is a gold mine the next group we see are the trade contractors, plumbers, electricians, HVAC, drywall. They do extremely well. Now, it's a rotten shame. I'm sorry. You know, life is what it is. We have a lot of builders, you know, home builders, spec builders. They don't do as well. They're kind of like farmers. They make a big chunk of money at the end of the, the harvest season, and too often they don't watch the, the, the uh, business cycle. So when it goes down, they go down with it. But the handyman and the trade contractors, oh my goodness, we see a lot of those folks just making a ton of money. One of the things, just to add, Randall, to what you just said, is when they go, if somebody goes to my website and reads some of the reviews, they will also notice that it's not always just them giving the congratulatory. You know, we worked with my online toolbox and we love this or, you know, Brian's a great guy type of thing. Mm-hmm. Look at it and notice that they're talking about the changes that they've gone through. And that 
element, again, going into what you just said between it doesn't matter whether they're a handyman, new, new home builder, remodeler, or a specialty contractor, mm-hmm. they're bragging more about how they're moving forward in life. And yes, I'm getting, and, I'm, and I'll take the compliment towards guiding them there, but at the same time, their motivation to change and their motivation to do something about it is guiding them to giving me those exciting reviews. Oh, that is so great. That is so great. Now, you know, this is funny because you, you've led me into segueing to another question, if I could. Okay. All right. Uh, MyOnlineToolbox.com, I noticed it offers online classes and marketing, planning, and strategy. What's the difference between the two? Okay. Well, the education side when people sign up for the education classes, anybody could sign up without knowing us, and, and actually many do. Probably the majority take the classes without gravitating towards the marketing planning. But mm-hmm. the classes themselves are geared, first of all, from a very generic perspective, but to this industry. So the topics will drive everybody through what is search as it relates to looking for a service provider in um, as a handyman, remodeler, new home builder. What are the topics that are plainly visible right there that when they're trying to wonder why is somebody doing better than me without statistical analysis, just looking at things, there are so many things people could see on what other people are doing as well as what they're not doing that it guides them into just having a a great awareness to what's marketing, what they need to do themselves or with their current website companies and, Mm -hmm. uh, and how they could be external to their website, such as Google reviews, YouTube, and Facebook, but it's all self-guiding with uh, um, individual self-assessment tests at the end of each segment, and then it ends, and it stops right there, kind of like you going to buy a self-help book, um, you know, at a store, Barnes and Noble, Mm -hmm. or uh, and then or or even a Rosetta Stone for languages where you're buying the book, but no one's following up with you saying good morning in French to see if you read, read the book. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh, right? <laughs> so if they come to the marketing plan and they gravitate to that, that takes the education level to the next level, which it's not, by the way, you can't just sign up for it. They have to request a conversation because there's many times that we won't have a marketing plan engagement with people because it is a relationship. But Mm -hmm. the marketing plan takes everything within the education and then custom tailors it to the specific person we're talking to for the specific services that they do or want to do. And at the same time, uh, what locations and who are their competitors. So it takes everything in the classes and kind of doubles down on everything as it relates to specifically their business with specific guidelines on what needs to be implemented from everything from upgrading an existing website when applicable or uh, going through it like a Japanese tsunami and saying we got to start from scratch because there's just not enough (laughs) there. It's not worth it to rebuild. It's better to just wipe it out and start fresh. Right. And so that's where the classes are an independent entity that doesn't have any emotional connection to our company, but there's still a lot of value there. And then if they want to have a more concrete objective uh, with a real marketing plan where they're step-by-step, this is who our company is. This is what we have. This is what we don't have. This is the competition. This is what the competition has and doesn't have. Now, combined, what do I need to do to make a change? Um, That's what the marketing plan does. But without the marketing plan, people can 
still make changes, and many of them will see, see a lot of positive results um, just because they took the classes alone. So are you recommending they take the classes first and then move forward to the marketing, planning, and strategy? Um, I would say that really, that, that's a depend question. I wish I could give a straightforward answer, but sure. I would tell anybody, first of all, I would say take the basic class regardless, uh, uh -huh. because not the advanced, just the basic class, because we're, we're talking $379 uh, that had um, seven months of effort with 112 people, for at least that version. It's actually being upgraded very soon. But um, that class alone has literally set the stage of knowing whether somebody even feels comfortable in, in embracing the online world. Um, many people get set free and start going crazy. <laughs> and, and they get like, they go, they go crazy and want to go from step one to step four, even though I only have step one, two, and three. <laughs> they just get so energized that they're ready to go. But if mm -hmm. they're really not sure, a good thing to do is just fill out our contact form and we'll work with them because um, just because they're contacting us doesn't mean we're going to sell them or want to sell them a marketing plan for many different reasons. Some people don't need it. As much as I would love to say everybody needs a plan, I've uh, seen people's sites that they were actually more complete than they realized. And something was going wrong. They weren't getting leads, but they didn't realize that it wasn't their site. It was something else. Case in point, I've seen people get inadvertently no activity because uh, people were spamming their Google reviews and they didn't realize it. So they were entering in many bad Google reviews. The, the, the contractor didn't realize it, but his rankings went down from a consumer perspective. So picture Randall being, you know, he has his website. It's perfectly organized. It tells the world exactly what he wants the world to know. But then on the outside, the consumer validation was going down on a monthly basis because somebody was intentionally trying to uh, harm you mm -hmm. and you weren't paying attention to it. So you're just not aware that the consumer validation side is hurting you, but your site is beautiful and it's perfectly indexed. So I could show people what to do to fix that problem. And unfortunately, there are some competitors out there that, you know, think at the street level and don't like somebody. So they do, you know, mischievous things or whatever it may be, or possibly a couple of a prospect was mad at you for not showing up on time <laughs> to give them an estimate. So they <laughs> said something bad and without you replying or getting a new positive review, the, the search engines are seeing that the last consumer experience you had was negative, and mm. A, you didn't respond to it, and B, you haven't added a positive one on top of the negative. Mm. Okay. That's, and that's and so, yes, it's huge. It's a minor topic, but why would I you know, tell somebody you need a marketing plan where if I can clearly see that they're positioned well and they just didn't realize there was a few minor technical things that just needed adjustment, uh, I might still ask them to take the basic class to to help offset my time to guide them, you know, just because they call me, I'm not going to give an immediate answer to, you know, to every possible variable. Um, and there might be another reason. There's a chance that the person calling me happens to be a competitor of somebody we already do business with. Oh, sure. But, you, you know, what they say is diagnosis without, uh, I'm sorry, prescription without diagnosis is malpractice. So you need to diagnose to see what the real problem is because the truth is four levels deep. You know, someone calls you up and says, Brian, I have a problem with my website. And Brian said, well, that's possibly true. And then 
you need to have time to diagnose and figure out what the real issues are. So, no, you can't prescribe. We get the same problem. People are calling us all the time, you know. How soon? How much? Well, we'd like to do a little bit of diagnosis if we can. Um, we have a program coming out that we actually do a, a lot of, uh, we'll be doing a lot of flat rate accounting for a variety of trades, and it's pretty simple. But if it's a complex problem, yeah, we need to do some diagnosis. Same thing you're doing there. Well, yeah, the marketing, plan, the marketing plan is very strategic. The basic plan, regardless of, I'm, I'm sorry, the basic education class mm-hmm. is a requirement with or without the marketing plan. And the, the downside, I mean, you know, exposure-wise is $379. So if somebody just wanted to put their toe in the water with next to no risk, um, actually what's interesting is um, it's, a, it's a fact We've, for, even though we don't offer <laughs> a refund, because we just always felt that that's just, a, it's like kind of like a movie theater doesn't offer you a refund if you go to see the movie and don't like it type of thing. <laughs> sure. We have, we have so much positive behind us that we tell people before you sign up, uh, first of all, we don't give refunds. Uh, it's just part of a process, but no one's ever asked. Mm. And mm-hmm. we realize that when you go to take it, anybody who's taking the class, we've designed it to really help somebody who clearly just needs to be moving forward in this direction. Mm-hmm. And the value is there that I tell people, you know, if you're, if you're second guessing anything, just simply take the class, give it uh, the two and a half hours, which you don't have to do at one sitting. It's two and a half hours over a 30 day period. If you do that, so much will change that <laughs> going oh, yeah. forward that the, the, the downside is, that yes, maybe they may not want to take the advanced class, maybe they may not want or need the marketing plan, but at a minimum, they've been pointed in a direction to be clearly seeing not all the external factors to their website, meaning Mm -hmm. the Facebook, the YouTube, the Google reviews, but everything at their website level, they could look at it and clearly say, um, am I positioned correctly for this industry to be Mm -hmm. capitalizing on on, on good quality leads, yes or no? That makes so much sense. And let me just interject one quick thought. You know, like I was saying before, you're right, marketing 101, 102, was, you know, I don't need that nonsense. Well, since then, I have spent literally hundreds of thousands of dollars on marketing seminars and whatnot. And one of the best ones was years ago, I know uh, Jay Abraham. And he had a weekend class that was extremely expensive. I mean, we're talking uh, many tens of thousands of dollars. But after a couple, three days in L.A. at his event, I almost couldn't walk. I almost had to get a wheelchair to go to the, the, uh, the plane because I was just drained. Now, every time I have invested money in marketing, I have seen a return, literally 10 to 1, in some cases 50 to 1, 100 to 1. So I want to address this to the contractors that are listening, Okay. If you spend $379, how long is it going to take you to make that money back? I'm going to make a, a supposition here and say, if you, learned a, if you learned two or three things and all it did was generate an extra, let's say, four calls, four jobs, and each one of those jobs was, say, $400. So you generate an extra $1,600 you wouldn't have gotten otherwise if you're uh, gross profit is around 40%, or say even 50%, you spent 379 you got 800 back. So in accounting, or actually in, in finance, we use a, a term called when MR greater than MC, do the deal. Marginal cost, I'm sorry, 
when, yeah. So marginal revenue is $800 in this example is greater than marginal cost, 379. How many times can you do that? The answer is infinite. So spin, I mean, 379 is nothing. I, I don't know how to tell you, uh, Brian. I mean, this love my heart and total respect. But I know contractors will spend $379 in a course of two or three months going to Starbucks, which I totally like myself. They'll spend, 370, they'll spend $800 on a phone, for goodness sakes. So 379 is like a no-brainer. Spend it. You're going to get your money back in sales. I can see it. No, I don't guarantee it. But I can say in my case, I've gotten it back multiple times. I've, if I go to a seminar, I used to go to seminars with, uh, I can't remember the guy's name. Darn it. Not Jay Abraham. I went to a bunch of his. But um, anyway, other, other people to put seminars on. And, you know, you spend, you know, three or four grand to go to a seminar. No big deal. I've walked out of there with ideas that I have got the money back within three months plus. And I'm still using that material going forward. Dan Kennedy, that's what I was thinking about. Um, $370 is nothing. I mean, my gosh. Put a few dollars. What is it? it was um, Ben Franklin said, empty the coins of your purse into your mind, and your mind will refill your purse overflowing. I love that. Can I, Randall, can I also add to that? Because as you were speaking, it just flagged me about something about the reviews that I mm -hmm. didn't quite clearly project, but you, you just opened up my mind to it. We have on that website that you, on my page that has all these reviews, we give links to every one of the customers who give us a review because when they're giving uh, explanations of how things have changed, a lot of times you could read something and not really know where they're coming from. So by clicking on their website to see the validity of their business, their model, whatever it else that you know we can't talk about, anything that captures somebody's attention, they can click on to jump right to who the customer is and clearly see it. There's no ambiguity. I actually have competitors that love to, you know, they do 50 reviews, and every review says a happy customer in Tennessee, a great guy in Oregon, you know, that type of thing. And I'm mm -hmm. like, come on, just here it is. I don't care. There's nothing to hide. It's no big deal. It's not, there's, not, not, there's nothing there to hide. But what there is to hide, and let me be clear on that, what there is to hide is people take just the basic class and there, the class I'm going to make, I think it's about 30 individual topics that are broken down to like image optimization, uh, topics like that where somebody, or, or title tag optimization, and all these little, little topics where somebody takes the class for $379. We don't know who they are. We send them a little welcome email. They get the link to the class. We say thank you. Many times I call just to say hello. They don't even pick up the phone to talk to me. I'm just making a courtesy call looking to see how they learned of us, what, what else we might be able to do. But they make some changes, and all of a sudden there's an impact. They then send us an email, and I, many of them I actually honestly can't publish because you would laugh when you see the testimonial. And example – Hey, MOTB or hey, toolbox guys, can't believe this effing stuff works. Thank you so much. <laughs> okay. Now, yes. then they give me a link to their website, and I look at it, and then I call them up and I say, listen, I can't promote you. I know you want to you know, have your, your, your company name seen on my site. You want the link to help you with some credibility topics, but I can't. And then they're like, why not? 
I'm doing so well. I even got an F in. I've had the F bomb dropped on me more times than I care to admit. But they're not saying it in a negative way. They're just talking, you know, that type of thing. So they'll say, I can't believe this F and stuff worked because for 379, and this is what hit me, they then will tell me, I spent thousands on so and so lead generation services without, you know, amplifying the names. Mm -hmm. And, And I didn't get anything. Now I got what I wanted. Thank you. And what they do is they equate the 379 to whatever value they spent on getting things they didn't want. So they're happy. But here's the problem. I go to their website, and it looks like crap. Right. And even though they made minimal changes, and they did, and the search engines gave them the extra ranking, and they lucked out and did get leads, and they did get maybe even sales too, Mm -hmm the image of their site doesn't represent what the class is all about. So I don't want people to see, you know, here's Randall of Randall's remodeling and Randall had a really terrible website and he made the most basic changes that happened to make an impact. Mm -hmm. I don't want the world seeing your website to be representative of my classes when you did one or or two things out of 30, but your site still looks terrible. Right. So I run into a dilemma where somebody's happy, but I really don't want to expose it because then I have to have people go, is this what this toolbox thing is all about? That's the result. So I have to really, when I say I have hundreds, hundreds that are not online, Mm -hmm. I have to do that to protect the image of the class because the people just did just enough to benefit, but Mm -hmm. not even close to what I would expect to be there to represent my image. So that's where I run into a minor dilemma that I didn't answer it correctly on the first time, but it's a great example where I'm happy for the person, I'm happy for the customer, but I can't promote it due to the visual <laughs> visual uh, being associated to me that I don't want to inadvertently diminish what my objective is of my online toolbox. Just like I want for all my customers that, that work either take the classes or work with us with the marketing plans, Mm-hmm. My problem or issue, which is very simple for me as well as for what I do, is helping people get more quality leads, not just getting more leads. So if somebody's happy with me, but projecting their image will inadvertently not allow me to keep my quality up of what my company objectives are, mm-hmm. I can't promote them. No, that makes perfect sense. And, and it, actually, that's, this is funny because that segues into another question that has come up. And this is a real, this is a tough one. So I hope you're ready. You know, put your seatbelt on, your tray tables up, because this okay. one is a, this one's a strong one. This one's a tough one, and this one actually is very near and dear to my heart, in a terribly negative way. <clears throat> We've solved it, but it's a big one. Are you ready? Sure. What is a common challenge working with a website programmer? Well, <laughs> my answer actually is covered in a is covered in a video uh, okay. series that I actually have on my YouTube channel, uh, just okay. for what it's worth for people to know. But the, there's first of all many, and it's not universal, but there's many. A lot of times, people have to realize the average website programmer. Not I, I don't want to stigmatize the industry. The average website programmer traditionally is better at websites themselves than they are at marketing. 
And what will happen is with a contractor, I mean, you know, like a remodeler, service provider, new home builder, when they say I'm talking to the website company, they have to remember that until that website company has said, we deal many times in your industry, at the moment they're a website company that may help them generate leads, but they will many times not be able to help them generate quality leads because they're not marketing a specialist, period. So I tell people as a good analogy, um, I don't want to debate anybody what which is better, Google Docs or Microsoft Word, if you don't know how to write. <laughs> I know how to write. I, I know how to write, okay? Yes, yes. And I know how to write, and whether I use Google Docs or Microsoft Word or write a story in chalk and scan it and put it online, I'm going to get thousands of views because I know how to write a legible story. Yes, mm -hmm. Google Docs or Microsoft Word have their own unique ways of formatting, spell checking, and stuff like that. But just because I own Word, I can't just sit here and think of a topic and then voila, a 2,000 you know, word story perfectly written with an opening paragraph with a great meet in the middle and a great closing automatically happens. And a lot of times the website guys, they will sit there and say the typical things. I could list the traditional 20 to 30 SEO search engine optimization related topics to talk about. Mm -hmm. But if someone doesn't know how to challenge the owner to make sure they're very clear in what they do and what they don't do, the mm -hmm. website won't be a marketing website. It will just be a pretty site that just doesn't generate new business. Right. Let me give right. a couple of examples to That's just to, to follow along. I've been to enough sites that literally the, the programmer did not understand the difference of how to separate a residential versus commercial contractor. So you might go look at something, whatever it may be, but if you're not targeting properly the residential homeowner differently than the commercial build-out and just keep on thinking of it as construction, you will never get traction in one of those categories. It may visually look cool. You might see a picture and say, wow, look at that. I understand, but the search engines don't understand. The same goes for aging in place, using that buzzword, and I don't know how uh, uh, ingrained you are with the topic, but aging in place in general is, is an up-and-coming marketplace, you know, with parents moving in with their kids and stuff like that. But right. when it comes to aging in place, just using this quick example, most contractors will tell me, hey, Brian, you know what? I'm moving into the aging in place marketplace and look at my site, but I just never get leads. And you go to it and you see the word aging in place all over the place. And I say, remember, when you woke up and thought you are an aging in place specialist, that's an industry classification. But when a customer, I mean, a consumer is looking to have their mother move in or their dad move into the house, they're going to be thinking along the line of wheelchair accessibility, uh, handicap accessibility, words like that. So mm -hmm. even though the aging in place is going to be on the screen to show you're an aging in place specialist, right. the guy wasn't searching for an aging in place specialist. You have to educate him on what that means after he went to see if you could build a, 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 you know, a bathroom for his elderly mom. Oh, that is so true. You and it. so I've seen those topics where they'll say the programmer, look what he did with the programmer. If you went to go have a conversation with the guy or girl, they're great with the topics. 
So I'm never taking away from how to build the website, how to lay out the pages, how to put the pictures on top and the bottom, and whether it's landscape or portrait and all those fun things. But mm -hmm. all of the topics that relate to the search engine marketing side or search engine optimization for the marketing, mm -hmm. that, that is based off of industry knowledge, not technical knowledge. And when they don't have it at all, they can't push the contractor to better express what they do because the contractor didn't know. <laughs> so the contractor didn't know. The programmer only knows the technical side. And also they do stereotype the contractor. You know, the, a lot of programmers view themselves as educated and, you know, uh, you know, like kind of like when someone walks into a doctor's office, um, they're not better than you. They're just a doctor. Right. They right. deserve credit for what they do, but they're not better than you. A lot of times programmers have a difficult time articulating what it is they really need from the owner to do the right job. They may feel intimidated. They may not know how to express it correctly. Either way, it doesn't matter because if the end result doesn't benefit the contractor, everybody loses long term. So the challenge is ensuring that the programmer actually really is a marketing person and not just saying he is because you could almost say, hey, before you did websites, what did you do? Many of these people just went into the market because it was a cool thing to do, but they didn't go to school for marketing. They didn't go to build a business, That's you know. Right. And, and there's a lot that goes into it that even us as entrepreneurs, uh, when I'm guiding my people, you know, my people at my online toolbox or associated to my online toolbox, I remind them that, remember, you're taking marketing, you're taking a service, and you're taking entrepreneurial skills and mixing them all together. You do that, your life is golden. You don't, you have a contractor six months to two years down the road, live it, that he's not getting any business. Oh, boy, you, you got that right. You have that one nailed. There's that also one other thing to answer, too. In addition sure. to the philosophy, sorry for that. You got me going. The philosophy is one topic. The connectivity and communication is another. A lot of times, which this is on my YouTube channel, by the way. I, I've got the exact title while I'm talking to you. I couldn't look it up quick enough. But there's a, there's a six-step. It's for free, by the way. That is for free. <laughs> there's a six-step process of how to better communicate with your programmers here's a case here's an example many times people they don't do it to me but they used to a long time ago they would send me a zip file and say hey brian check this out it's a job i just recently did and then you quickly it's a job i recently did and then you quickly open up the email and you see 40 pictures that all start with 001.jpg, 002.jpg, and all of a sudden, you know, it, it, like a numerical sequencing of pictures. Right. I now have to sit, open up each one, and look at it and to determine what do I think it may be. So what uh -huh. I tell people is the reason why I never do it and never will, <laughs> just to let you know, is okay. that um, because I forward it right back to them and say, listen, the reason why I did not open it up, it's not that I don't like you. It's that I'm looking at you as if I was a search engine. And since a search engine won't look at it, why should I? Oh, 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 oh I love it. Right? And then right. they go, what? And then immediately they go, oh, my God, that's right. That's the, one of the first things you talked about in the basic class. I go, yep. Remember, you're going to have to take a moment. And whether you like it or not, I could look at 30, 40, 50 pictures and all these different things. I make believe it's a kitchen remodel job in 30 different pictures. You look at the picture and tell me in one second or less 
what's the first thing you see that to makes me want to even look at the picture. So rename the file from a 003.jpg to kitchen remodel sink, you know, a kitchen remodel, you know, granite countertop, whatever it may be, .jpg. Mm-hmm. Say mm-hmm. something that begins to guide me to what you think it is. So when I go to look at it and I call you up in your car, if I go to say to you, hey, you know, Randall, yeah, you sent me those 40 pictures, and can you please tell me what the 003 is? You would be like, what do you mean? I have to pull over, or I have to call you back later. But if I went to say, hey, Randall, the kitchen remodel, uh, granite countertop, I just have a quick question. Oh, yeah, what is the question? Beautiful. You would not believe how many people send that to a programmer, and they let the programmer decide what they see. <gasps> a programmer deciding what a remodel is sees is, 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 you might as well take out the shovel and just start digging deep quickly, because they're... <laughs> They're never going to elaborate what they see because they're not viewing it as artistic. They're not viewing it as a contract. They're just quickly saying, oh, it's a kitchen with a, with a top, and uh, I guess that's where they eat. Like, no kidding. <laughs> right? Yes, so, yes. So what hap- there's two challenges. One, the philosophical difference of making sure are they in marketing in general to be able mm-hmm. to, 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 to connect with the contractor better, and two – are they communicating where both people communicate on a consistent basis where the service provider packages themselves correctly so the technical person is able to market it correctly? If they don't connect at the same level, most of the technical people, website people, they live mostly online. They stare at things all day. They don't talk to people all day. you got a contractor who's living on the road who's actually sweating to do the job, who actually knows the passion of what it is that he sees and does. And if those two don't connect, the end result is not the right image of what his business is looking for. Oh, Brian, that is that is so true. It, you put that beautifully. I love that. And, yeah, what you're saying is it's not always the fault of the website programmer. They do what they do. They do it well. But the contractor, you're right, has to give some guidance and some understanding and, and what to do. So, yeah, that was a wonderful explanation. It made a lot of sense. We're going to wrap this up here pretty quick, but let me ask you this. What would uh, contractors who are listening to this, and a lot of them are driving down the highway, some are at home, different places, and I'm sure a lot of contractors are going to ask themselves, Brian is great. How, How can they contact you, or what is the next step that a contractor would take after listening to the podcast? Okay. Uh, there's a few. First of all, my name, uh, which I love, by the way, the company, uh, the product name is called My Online Toolbox, so it's impossible to forget. <laughs> my Online Toolbox, number one. And the biggest thing to know is that there is a set of free things uh, mm-hmm. first, which if they go to my YouTube channel, we have a tremendous number of free videos with individual topics that we broad stroke those topics. They can go and look about anything, whether it's YouTube, pictures, uh, reviews, mapping. We don't go as in detail as the class structure itself, but there's enough to give somebody a great comfort level to how easy it is to learn on our YouTube channel. When they get there, hopefully they subscribe to it because if you click the button and subscribe, Every time we release another quick tidbit um, piece of information on YouTube to learn, they get an automatic alert so they could look at the video whenever it shows up, number one. And number two, they could then go to the My Online Toolbox website. There is a tremendous number of reviews that they could look at. 
There is a tremendous number of case studies that mm. go through and clearly show here is a guy with – here's a company that went through getting their first website ever. Mm. Uh, and we bring them through the process. Another is a, an upgrade. Another one is a commercial residential guy. And we cover a whole bunch of different topics to broad stroke, various circumstances that to date everyone has always said that one or more circumstances were applicable to them just to, again, eliminate the intimidation, period. Just the, the fear factor of change, the fear factor of uh, learning, the fear factor of doing all of that is there, and there's nothing there of any company that's out of reach. We're talking about startups through companies that are 5 to $6 to $7 million at most, but we're not talking about corporations. We're not talking about conglomerates. We're talking about uh, small business. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So they're all there. And then last but not least, if somebody's just motivated to give it a try, just go right to the basic class and sign up for $379 and, and, and jump on board. <laughs> on the and, and, then, and then if they need to talk to me, just hit the contact button. Fill it in, and uh, usually within one to two days, depending on uh, uh, what's going on at that given moment, we get back to people, and we've never not gotten back to somebody. That's perfect. Now, for those listening to this podcast, there's an article that goes with the podcast, and I'm going to put all the links to Brian's YouTube channel and to my online toolbox and his reviews. There's going to be several links in there, so if you're listening to this going down the road, no, no problem. Just go to our website www.fasteasyaccounting.com forward slash podcast and then look for Brian Brian's podcast there and you'll see all the links to everything he's talking about so you don't have to be concerned about pulling up off that side of the road because Brian Javelin's podcast um, will have all the links so that's fantastic and Randall can I make like a closing statement yes please absolutely yes please well I want to thank everybody that if they've made it this far in a one-hour uh, review, that the passion of the company has been simply helping people get more quality leads. When you start to surround yourself with more quality leads, they will eventually turn into more quality sales. And along with those more quality sales, always comes more quality profits. And I don't mean more profits. I don't mean bigger profits. I mean quality profits. When mm -hmm. you surround yourself with people that like you, you mm -hmm. like them, you're enjoying it. You, of course, celebrate the victories and everything that's going right. But at the same time, when things go wrong in the nature of this business, at least you're dealing with the type of people that you want to deal with. So when things go wrong, and they will, at least you're not fighting with it with people who have um, looked upon our industry from a negative perspective. You could mm -hmm. easily promote a professional image and surround yourself with the professional customers. It doesn't mean every customer is for you. And when you start to surround yourself with those customers that you really want, you will find that you will create an image of where people want you, and you start to change how you um, wake up in the day. You go tackle your business to the best you can. Things will go wrong. You will fix them, and your attitude will be great. I'm sure many of you have fixed things under circumstances that you actually despised, and you kind of were doing it to do it because you wanted it to end, but you weren't doing it <laughs> to make it the right way because the customer was nice, the customer was sympathetic, the customer was willing to pay when it should be paid for, and when you need to absorb something for whatever the reason may be, uh, they're willing to understand that something went wrong and they're not beating you up and you're not getting high blood pressure for the wrong reason and stuff like that. And then again, 
when things go right, which happens most of the time, you get to enjoy it better. So I want you, just like me, I'm in a state of where I am with my customer base, that I want to only work with people that are true business people that happen to be a contractor, not a contractor that may or may not become a business person one day. So if you're that type of person who really is seeing your life as a business person, but you're enjoying the nature of being in the contracting industry or the construction industry or services industry, um, you could set your destination of where you want to go, whether you're a startup, 50,000, 100,000, or a few million dollars a year is irrelevant. You could always make it better and that making it better will start with having better customers. My name is Brian of My Online Toolbox, and I thank you all uh, so much for listening to me. And Randall, I, I can't thank you enough for having me part of your uh, podcast series. Thank you. Brian, it's a real pleasure. We really, really, really sincerely appreciate this. This has been fantastic. And I'm sure our listeners are going to get a lot of value out of this. So, Brian, thank you very much. And uh, we're going to sign off and bye for now. And stay tuned for upcoming episodes on how to turn your contracting company into a process-dependent cash cow. Bye for now. Thanks for tuning in. You're listening to the Contractor Success Map. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a five-star rating and review here on iTunes. And make sure to head over to www.contractorsuccessmap.com to subscribe to receive the latest articles and special offers. If you'd like to discuss your business strategy, simply click on the button labeled Strategy Session. And the best part, it's all free just for you.